element at the time, without that contrast, then the first time you see him with someone, it's Nell. And you don't have, with that, with this, the, the scene that I'll show you afterward, does is it just ramps up the, the importance of her. I mean, she is, she's this moral barometer. She sees right through him. Other people are like, you know, hanging on his every word, but it's, there's no meaning there. And he brings her as you know, this, this close confidant, and she's there to track the whole moral arc and dilemma, essentially, within that. And then it also sets up the Kansas situation, because without it, it was like I was pulling my hair out. The Kansas stuff, he didn't feel like the fish out of water that he should be. It was like I had to force it. And this, this scene just freed it up, and it was able to, the little glances made so much sense and just like read very quickly. When I got the first cut together and we sat down with it, it was like something in the beginning is, is just missing. And, you know, we weren't ready to, to shoot something then. I mean, it takes a long time to convince producers to shoot a scene and after the fact. You know, and so we, we like, we're going crazy. But I'd say MGM UA, who, it was an interesting situation on, on Capote because MGM UA greenlit the film and they were sold to Sony during that time. And we, we did the reshoot right with MGM UA just before they, they kind of went kaput. And they were so wonderful. Danny Rosette from MGM UA was just so supportive and really, really recognized the, the strength of what we needed and what it, what, what it was going to mean. Another scene, which I don't have the old version of because it's on a, another tape, I don't have it, but um, is we reshot a scene, a very specific scene, where just after he obtains the, um, the diary from Perry Smith, there was a scene directly after that where he's on the phone with Nell and he's pouring over it. And in the current version, he's like, he's like brimming, brimming with ambition. Like, I mean, he's like, it's coming out of his pores and he has no perspective on it. He's just like, he's just on fire. Like this thing, and he even says like, when I think about how great my book is gonna be, I, I, I can't breathe, you know? And that was like shot very obliquely in the first thing, like I mean, this angle that didn't even see his eyes. And he, he, and he was just sort of making fun of him, pouring through it. And it was like something, it was, we were going nuts. It just wasn't the, the scene that it had to be. And that was like a key, key area where he had to like fly through after this, like, you know, after nurturing him and telling him about his most, because that was Truman Capote's whole MO was like to get someone, to draw someone out was to give. So he'd like tell his most personal, personal thing about his, his alcoholic mother, about their suicide, about anything to like draw out. It's like the, the wonderful scene with the Deweys where he tells, tells them of, you know, first he regales them with like, you know, stories of like drinking with Humphrey Bogart and, uh, and uh, John Huston and then it goes like, but then he gets a call from his stepfather and his mother just committed suicide and then that draws, that, that, calm, that changes the mood and Mrs. Dewey's like, you know, Alvin was close to the clutters, and you know it's it's just been devastating, been horrible. And then he's like got this, he's like this sympathetic smile on his face. And the next thing is he has, he has the um, crime photos in his hands, and it's like it's all for the gain. It's all for the gain. But it's but but there's there's with with Perry, he had he had an identification with him. He cared about him even, but it was it was of all kind of a, a personal, like artistic growth was what it was basically fueling. I feel, you know, I feel good about, you know, what, what went out, what the final brevity of the beginning, plus the, I really, I really love the scene where he's on the, where he's on the phone and we 
there's a series of, they're, they're slightly jump cuts. And at the very end, it, it's the end of that, just before we cut to the train, hold just a little long on, on Phil, and he does this like little involuntary like thing that, that informs you, it informs you. You know something about this character. And later, there's, there's another thing that would happen with the reshoot, actually, of the, the pouring over the diary, where he did this involuntary head shake. It almost looked like pre-Parkinson's or something. And so I, I vet performances for behavior. In the old version, she starts up the stairs, and then we follow her into the room, and we're, we're, we don't reverse for the, for the reaction. It's all uh, behind her, and you see the body. And that's before there was a CGI also of a blood splatter. It was a pretty lame blood splatter. And then it just goes to a closer over-the-shoulder shot and then out. And in the, the newer version, it was, it, there, was a, there was a bit of brevity of getting her up the stairs, and then it was the point of view of the door. You see her, and you see her face, and her... 